Welcome to Millennial Money Minutes, where we tackle tough personal finance topics in five minutes or less. With your host, Grant from MillennialMoney.com and Matt from DistilledDollar.com. Hey everyone, we're probably going to talk about my favorite topic, aka the man I love the most in terms of frugality is Ben Franklin. Uh, He's actually the person who introduced me to early retirement when I read uh, Walter Isaacson's book and it talks about how he was able to retire early at the age of 42. That was uh, mind-blowing to me at the time. I'd never even thought of that as a principle or an idea, and that led me to discover that so many countless things. So I always feel indebted towards learning the story of Ben Franklin, and that inspired me in so many ways. And I'm happy to, to say here that uh, Grant just finished that same book. So really excited to dive into this. So Grant, what's your takeaway so far? Uh, first off, Walter Isaacs and his love with Ben Franklin. <laughs> Literally, Ben Franklin could do no wrong. I laughed out loud. I was listening to it in the car on tape uh, and I was driving to the airport and I was I, I literally laughed out loud because it was like at 23, Ben Franklin was you know, without a doubt, the funniest man in America, you know, or in the, in the, in the, in the colonies. So, uh, Ben Franklin's pretty amazing, super industrious. I completely forgot about the, uh, the kite and the key. You know, that's something I think I probably learned when I was in kindergarten, but the dude was always doing crazy experiments. Evidently was one of the best sort of inventors and scientists of the day, despite not being like particularly good at math. I mean, the man just seemed to be insanely curious. But one of the things that I really, really appreciated when he talks sort of about, you know, the virtues of Ben Franklin, and he has like all these virtues, but evidently he was, you know, wanted to be quite clean, but was actually quite messy, uh, which I loved because I'm quite messy as well. I was like, yes, all right. And I think everyone, I mean, any American, uh, you know, if they're curious and industrious, can see, you know, a little bit of Ben Franklin in them. And that's what I think, you know, he's like, he is the American narrative, which is something that I think Walter Isaacson did an incredible job really pulling pulling that out of the book. Um, also loved that at one time he had a contract to print money, literally, uh, and it was really profitable to print money. And he was super industrious. And it was cool to hear um, just how he was involved both in the creative side of the business. I mean, how much writing he did, how many personas he uh, adopted, how you know he was incredibly aware of how uh, he would be perceived in certain situations. And so he would play them up, uh, you know, whether it's like what, pushing paper down the street uh, in a wheelbarrow just to make him seem more industrious. Or wasn't, didn't he like when he first arrived? man, he would look like uh, kind of like an outdoors man. Yeah, exactly. Portray that to the European. Yeah, club. dude. I fell in love with Ben Franklin reading this book. I mean, like just introduced uh, by Matt. So appreciate yeah, I that. I would say, um, especially to, if you think, so for people that don't know, he was basically a printer. Uh, and so to, to basically print more things because that made his business profitable, he started writing his own materials. And that's where poor Charlie's almond or uh, sorry, poor Richard's almanac comes from. Um, and so, you know, that was basically, if you think about it, an early version of blocking. Right. I mean, he basically put all his ideas together and released it once a year um, and just had tons of nuggets of information. That's where people always hear some of the most famous, you know, early to bed, early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy and wise. All those quotes come from those writings that he was producing to, you know, sell more copies so that, again, he could retire early. Uh, He was, you know, he was extremely frugal. Like, uh, you know, another great quote is, uh, I mean, I can go on and on. I won't go on and on about those. But basically, yeah, he was frugal, but he was also extremely industrious. He kept working. He would bring people together in the community that he he knew would share ideas and, and build things together. Um, he was always looking out for his, uh, you know, his, his fellow men, and 
um, you know, even to the point of creating the first university in America, the University of Pennsylvania, or the first fire department. I mean, this guy was constantly wasn't tinkering. the first university. No, it wasn't. Yeah, okay. Harvard was the first, but yeah, okay. it was one of the early universities. Public, the first one I think in Pennsylvania. Public. Maybe public then. Maybe public. We'll have to double check yeah. with uh, Walter Isaacson on this one. Uh, but yeah, but like in terms of he would just constantly be looking. Um, I think even the first lottery. I mean, he did a lot of things to build a community in ways that would uh, benefit them. And actually, he was behind the first militia that you know started raising red flags overseas. Um, and he was dealing with uh, you know threats on the on the border um, where he was at. So. Um, you know, a, a great community servant, uh, a great person looking out for how to help his fellow man and woman and everything. And it was just, uh, yeah, really inspiring story. And going back to it, you know, he was able to retire early and then really truly dive into more scientific discovery. And yeah, he did get more into politics and of course founded a nation, but, uh, you know, he was able to do that because he was able to work so hard as a young man and, and be so frugal for so long. Yeah, and I think savviness, you know, that that was kind of the takeaway word when I read the book. The dude just seemed to be super savvy, like could could anticipate what people wanted, what hadn't been discovered, how to bring people together, how to, you know, at the end of the day, he was an amazing storyteller, an amazing communicator, um, had a ton of energy, uh, it was super fun to be around. Um, I think I think this probably warrants maybe uh, one of the only uh, double episodes here. I think, I think we got to keep this one. Um, I would, yeah, go, I'm happy to do ten episodes. Yeah, going just a little bit longer. Um, I was recently at the National Gallery of Art in D.C. Uh, over the Thanksgiving holiday, and they had basically they have concerts there. Uh, and there was this really famous woman. I'm forgetting her name, but she held salons in her basically her place in Paris that Ben Franklin used to attend. Um, and they would just listen to music and they would talk about philosophy. And, you know, it's just it's just incredible that this man was able to do so much, uh, you know, in France and uh, in, in, in the United States. And just I mean, it's just I was I, I was kind of exhausted listening to this book being like, man, this guy did so much stuff. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is really, you know, if you look back earlier on, he worked so hard and, uh, you know, he even had a partner. Um, and, you know, he was basically an apprentice for a while, and uh, he basically decided to set out on his own. I mean, he had that, that individual entrepreneurial attitude to leave his city, leave his roots, leave his connections, uh, and go to a different city. And there's a great story of uh, he arrives on the shore, and, he's, and he, you know, he's walking off the ship, and he's got basically two loaves of bread. Um, and he actually hands one of them out to basically a homeless person. And it just so happens that his future wife saw that moment um and it's just a, a sign of his um you know his always wanting to help his neighbor and uh you know philadelphia the city of brotherly love i think a lot of that is inspired by um again a lot of you know the american values are inspired from this guy who uh you know might have been the first president had he not been so old um when everything came together um you know that that famous uh cartoon join or die um that cartoon of the snake split up you know that was originally written by him in the Philadelphia Gazette. I mean, he was he he was he was able to think ahead and 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 try to truly bring people together in the right way. Um, so yeah, I can go on. Yeah, no, I think one of the things too is at the time you know when he was starting his own paper, there were already two other papers in Philadelphia, so it was already a pretty crowded market. But he saw a way to compete and saw a way to differentiate himself because both of them were publishing the same things. But it it was his creativity. He started writing fake letters from readers. 
uh, and publishing them in his paper, uh, basically humor uh, that was, you know, really sort of the talk of the town. And then he eventually, uh, in terms of just ingenuity, was able to control the entire supply chain, the distribution network of the papers, which allowed him to sell more advertising. Yeah, and so he essentially he built to... uh, a media empire, uh, yeah. basically, in those days. And especially, you know, if anyone's thinking, I can't create a company or I can't, can't create a business, I would say social mobility back then was at an all-time low, or at least compared to, uh, to how it is today. You know, nowadays you have access to the internet. You can create whatever you want to do. Um, in maybe a weekend, but back then, you know, you needed connections to the local mayor or the local governor, um, and you know, someone like Ben Franklin, who was able to really bootstrap his way to the top, just showed again that epitome of that entrepreneurial spirit that I think uh, you know a lot of more and more people are are finding uh, you know whether they're in a company or wherever they're at, they can sort of tap into you know how can I look around, how can I bring people together in a way that's more beneficial for them. And, you know, Ben saw that it was able to help the whole community, and he was part of the community, so it helped him too. And he also was able to sort of understand the importance of passive income as well. He was able to hook up a lot of his family members with jobs at these post outposts, and he'd set it up. He'd set up little, like, shops, other printing, not printing shops, but other sort of distribution centers for papers, and he would just be able to take a consistent cut. So, you know, even when he retired, it's not like he wasn't making money. He had consistent passive cash flow. Uh, He had set it up. To, he essentially that, right? retired from the company that he had built. Uh, I don't know if they would call it back then. You know, he he was uh, he basically built that print empire, and then yeah, I mean, he he didn't uh, fully sell it or anything, but he was able to take those dividends, the residual income, and uh, live off that. And and he probably could have retired many years earlier, but again, he was uh, looking to build something that was sustainable, so he kept at it. So um, yeah, very inspiring story. And if you're looking to be more frugal, be more industrious to, to really you know hone in a better work ethic. Um, I definitely recommend uh, reading The Way to Wealth. It's the it's his basically epitome from all the uh, essays he's ever written for Poor Richard's Almanac, all culminated in a, basically about a 15, 20 minute essay. And um, you know some of the greatest quotes that I know are in there. Oh man, I haven't even read this. It's like gold yeah. right here. So you know. Um, yeah, I can go on and on. I used to listen to that same essay every Sunday for probably about two and a half years straight. It was uh, really inspiring, a lot of great quotes um, and uh, you know, a lot of great principles. And even in that essay, he, does, you know, he, he says at the end that maybe, maybe less than 10% of it is his, his own ideas. Most of it is just things he picked up from you know, the Romans, the Greeks, the Persians, all these great empires in the past, all these great ideas. And he just brought it, you know, on the surface, uh, translated to the to the modern day. And so it's a little tar- it can be a little tough to read the first time through. It's kind of like old English uh, nowadays, but uh, highly highly recommend it. I think it's uh, one of the best pieces out there. Awesome! And check out uh, Ben Franklin by Walter Isaacson, one of the best biographies I've ever read. So thanks, Matt. Appreciate the recommendation. This is Ben Franklin 2.0. You heard it here. Hope you have a good day. We'll chat with you soon. Thanks for listening to Millennial Money Minutes. If you liked this podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes and subscribe. If you want us to cover a specific topic, use hashtag Millennial Money on Twitter or visit MillennialMoneyMinutes.com.